and welcome back to the Disney World Today podcast. I am your ghost host for the day, Kevin Pope. Hope everyone's having a magical day, a magical week. Hope everything's going good with you guys. Back with another episode. Here we go, ready to talk some Disney as always. I have my coffee next to me, ready to go. Keeps me energized. I wish I had a coffee sponsorship. That would be pretty cool. Like, if there's any, uh, if there's anyone out there that works for a uh, coffee company and wants to sponsor this podcast, I am 100% all in. Here we are at the end of March. April is just a few days away. Major League Baseball opening day is today, the day I'm recording here. So uh, that kind of fit the theme of this week's episode. Before we get into all that, though, got to plug everything. Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, you can find me on there, Disney World Today, it's all one word. My DMs on Instagram are always open if you want to stop by and say hi. Let me know if you enjoy the show, if you hate the show, uh, if you have ideas for the show, anything like that. Um, you know, I've, I've done a bunch of episodes now where the entire episode is based on a suggestion from you guys. So if you have any ideas, if there's something you want to you wanna hear, you know, Disney-related, uh, feel free to shoot me a message. Let me know what you want to hear you know, topic ideas, top 10 lists, anything like that. Uh, also, wherever you're listening to this, if you can hit that subscribe button, leave a rating and a review. And if you do write me a review, I'll give you a shout out on the very next episode. Last week, we had a top 10 list. I did my top 10 things I miss at Walt Disney World. This is a topic I've done a few times now um, because it's it's something for me that's always going to be updating and changing just kind of based on me, you know, and my thoughts and time, you know, as time goes on, there's going to be things at Disney I miss, you know, more than others. So that's why I was um, kind of fitting. I was able to do that list. And, you know, Disney's gone through a lot of changes. And, you know, a year from now, there's going to be probably a lot of things that are different than, you know, currently at Disney. There's always something opening. There's always something closing, something changing, re-theming, always something going on at Disney. So if you want to listen to that, it's available. It's in the archives. Um, you guys know I love my top 10 lists. And I also did an update on our March Magic Bracket, which we'll do again today. You know, the March Madness in general is coming to a close. We have the final four games this weekend. The championship, I believe, is on Monday. Um, pretty sure about that. I hope your brackets are doing good. I To talk a little college basketball for a second, UConn was my team I picked back in January to win it all. Uh, I may have put a little sports wager uh, on that here, and uh, they're still in it. That one out of the four, not bad. So I'll be probably rooting for them. Although you know, it's always fun to root for the Florida teams. We have Miami and Florida Atlantic in there. So if one of those three teams, you know, wins, I'll be happy. If UConn wins, I'll be a little extra happy. This week, kind of like I mentioned, you know, we have March Madness going on. Our March Magic bracket. It's Major League Baseball opening day. And if you listened to my episode last week, um, two of the things I missed at Walt Disney World were related to sports. So, that being said, this week's episode is going to be all about Disney's wide world of sports complex. It's going to be about Disney and sports in general. And five ways that I would improve the wide world of sports complex. I think that's enough for this intro. Let's go ahead and get into it. Here we go. Your attention, please. The Walt Disney World Railroad, now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. Board!
So if you guys know me or have been listening to the show for a while or you know, even follow me on, on Instagram or social media, you know that I love sports. I'm a big sports guy. I played sports all the way through college, basketball, baseball, volleyball. I still play in adult leagues, basketball, volleyball. Um, would love to join a, uh, an adult men's baseball league or probably a softball league at this point. So, you know, sports is a big part of my life. And two of my favorite things in life are sports and Disney. And when I'm able to combine those things, it's like heaven for me. So, you know, you've heard me talk in the past about sports in regards to Disney. You know, last week I talked about it, how, you know, I used to go see the minor league baseball uh, at uh, at Disney or the Atlanta Braves spring training at Disney. Um, or how my favorite restaurant of all time is ESPN Club at Disney. Because it combined those two things, my two passions, sports and Disney. So I wanted to do an episode. Um, I was waiting for the right moment. It feels like today is a good day with baseball. We have March Madness. We have basketball and hockey playoffs starting soon. So why not talk a little sports in regards to Disney? And if you're not a sports fan, don't don't hit that stop button. Don't hit pause. You know, Don't exit. I think you'll enjoy this too. Because you're a Disney fan, you know that at Walt Disney World, they have the Wide World of Sports Complex. I believe it's now it's called the ESPN Wide World of Sports. So this episode is kind of going to cover a few things. We're going to talk sports and Disney in general. We're going to talk about that ESPN Wide World of Sports Complex. And we're going to give five ways to improve it. I'm going to give you my top five ways to improve it because I feel like it's kind of wasted. It's just kind of there. You know, I'm the biggest sports guy around. I haven't been to the ESPN Wide World of Sports in, man, probably realistically, you know, we're talking, I think 2014 or 13 was the last time I was there. And that was to see an Atlanta Braves spring training game. So even for me, the biggest sports guy, I haven't been there in seven or eight years. And the trips there were, you know, were far and few in between uh, there for a while. You know, which is kind of sad because, you know, think about Walt Disney World. There's, there's so much to do. You have the four parks, you have two water parks, you have Disney Springs, you know, and they have this huge amount of land, the sports complex. Yes, it's, you know, branded by ESPN and it's something that people don't, you know, go and visit. And honestly, unless you have a child that's playing in a tournament there, you know, there really isn't a reason to go see it anymore. That wasn't always the case. You know, when I was a kid, you know, you could take a a half day and go visit, you know, the sports complex and walk around and see a bunch of different things and do some shopping and, you know, eat at the restaurant. That's not really the case anymore. So I want to fix that, Disney. I want to help you guys out. So before we dive into my top five ways to improve the Disney ESPN wide world of sports complex, let's talk a little sports and Disney in general. Now, sports and Disney have a pretty solid relationship. If you watch the Super Bowl every year, Every year after, you know, one of the team wins, one of the winning players says, I'm going to Disney World. It's a big thing. They have a parade. I know when the Cubs won the World Series, they sent a few players like the next day or a couple days later, you know, they were in a motorcade parade at the Magic Kingdom. So there's definitely a good relationship with Disney and sports. And with the wide world of sports complex, like they've had professional sports there before. When I was a kid, uh, we would go to 
wide world of sports and watch baseball because a minor league baseball team had their home games right there at Disney World. It was the Orlando Rays. They were a single A affiliate of the Tampa Bay Devil Rays, now the Tampa Bay Rays. And they played their home games at Wide World of Sports. They were affiliated with Major League Baseball. They were with the Rays. And you could go, you know, if you're at Disney, you could go to the Wide World of Sports, get a cheap ticket, watch some baseball, watch some guys, you know, who eventually could make it to the to the majors. It was fun. And, you know, minor league baseball, you're you're not especially at single A. You know, there's a there's plenty of minor league teams down in Florida. For the most part, when you go to a minor league baseball team, you're just kind of going to have a good time. You're not going because you're a huge fan of one of the teams. You're not a diehard. You're not cheering on all the players. You're going to have a good time. You're going to have maybe a few drinks, maybe some hot dogs, maybe bring your kids, let them run around. There's usually stuff to do. You know, they're they're entertained by baseball. It's just it's a fun activity to do. It's not necessarily for like diehard baseball fans or the home team, you know, the, the home crowd cheering on the home team. Now, I worked uh, I worked for a minor league baseball team here in the Chicagoland area um, for a while. So I kind of know what that's all about because especially up here, it's a little different. You know, our weather plays a big role. Um, our season would start in about May and until school got out in like mid-June, you know, we'd have weekday games where there'd be 250 people there. You know, we were lucky to get 250 people, 300 people. And it's a, it's a weird environment. You know, you're again here, not there, you know, the team wasn't affiliated with major league baseball. You know, you couldn't go there and see, you know, future prospects and future stars for the Cubs or White Sox. You're going there to see guys who weren't good enough to make the major leagues. And so what we had to do was provide, you know, entertainment. People were going there to, you know, have some food, have some cheap drinks, have some hot dogs, be entertained. You know, that's what it was all about. And Disney could do the same thing. Uh, you know, they had the, the Orlando Rays um, and, you know, related to baseball. The Atlanta Braves had their spring training at Walt Disney World for the longest time. And the Braves were like the team of the 90s. I know they only won wor- one World Series but they won the division for like 13 straight years, if not more. And they had Hall of Famers, you know. Um, they were like the team to watch. I, even growing up in Chicago, like the Atlanta Braves, like everyone around here knew the Braves players. Chipper Jones, Greg Maddox, Tom Glavin, John Smoltz. Like those were huge names. I believe the Braves had their spring training there for 17 years, um, which is pretty cool to think about. You know, a major league team had their spring training at Walt Disney World. And, you know, I have a lot of thoughts on that. You know, I was able to go to a game and um, it was 2013 or 14. I went to the game, um, you know, as a baseball nerd, I enjoyed it. But I had just so many, I had so many issues with everything around. Like, I understand why, you know, the Braves left. It's because Major League teams nowadays, you know, they need a state-of-the-art complex. And it seemed like at Disney, they weren't going to get that. It was a nice little stadium. You know, it was probably good, perfect for a low-level minor league team. For a professional team like the Atlanta Braves that have their spring training there, uh, probably not going to cut it. You know, the, the stadium and the, the, the amenities and everything looked like it was still stuck in like 1996. And the, the facilities that these teams nowadays are building are 
huge state-of-the-art you know have everything from fitness centers to therapy stuff to you know the actual you know baseball field so i'm not shocked that the braves left you know it's not just baseball at walt disney world the tampa bay buccaneers used to hold their off-season training camp at walt disney world at the wide world of sports complex and again when i was a kid we used to go there kind of walk around and watch a little bit of their practice you know and afterwards all the players would take pictures and sign autographs and they would have like the cheerleaders there or like a team mascot and they had like pop-up shops where you could buy merchandise and it was a lot of fun you know we're from chicago we didn't have any um you know fandom towards the buccaneers until we went to disney and we got to watch their training camp and the players were super nice and would sign autographs and that's how i became a fan of these florida teams the rays and the buccaneers you know i love them just as much as i do you know the cubs and the bears you know, they're, they're right up there, my favorite teams. It's because at a young age, I was exposed to them and got to see them, you know, kind of up close and personal at Walt Disney World. And they, you know, they don't do their, their training camp there anymore. The NFL has done some stuff with like the Pro Bowl. They had some of their Pro Bowl activities and Pro Bowl like practices and games, you know, at Disney. Uh, but there, there's no longer, you know, uh, training camp from the Buccaneers. I remember one time too, we were driving around Celebration. This had to be like... I think this was the year after they won the Super Bowl, so 2003, I want to say. Um, and the Buccaneers were staying at Celebration at one of the hotels, I believe, in Celebration. I remember there was a giant banner um, on the hotel when we drove by. So pretty cool. You know, you could go to Disney and see, you know, these pro athletes and maybe some of your favorite players. Disney's also had a relationship with the NBA, you know, especially recently, um, you know, during COVID, the pandemic, everything shut down for a while, sports, everything. Then slowly sports started coming back and the NBA was like, hey, we need somewhere to go, you know, a bubble location where we can kind of lock all of our guys in, have enough room and and the amenities where, you know, we need hotels, we need practice space and we need a place to play our games, you know, for about, you know, I think it was about two months. And it came down between Las Vegas and Disney World. And of course, the NBA chooses Disney World, the NBA for the for the rest of history, you know, there will be that asterisk next next to like the 2020 stats. You know, the championship, the playoffs were played in a bubble at Walt Disney World where every single team and player, you know, they're in this in this one location. They're staying at the Grand Floridian, they're staying at Coronado Springs. They set up practice courts in the convention center at Coronado Springs and teams are playing in there. Like that was so cool to me to follow and to watch. Then of course to play the games, you know, they had the uh, the the basketball stadium at Wide World of Sports and they played the NBA championship there at Disney. Like that is so cool to me. You know, and I wish they would kind of keep that relationship going. They did open up that NBA experience at Disney Springs that lasted like maybe a year. You know, we'll talk about that more when I um go through my list of ways to improve wide world of sports but you know disney's had a, a good working relationship with the nba as well so disney and sports you know they go together you know disney also used to have a racetrack and i believe they held nascar events i don't i don't know if it was nascar or indy i thought it was nascar because they had the uh, richard petty driving experience there as well you know that racetrack was right by you know the magic kingdom like how cool is that i'm not i wasn't the biggest fan of racing me and my dad every year you know we would watch 
Um, we'd watch the Indianapolis 500 and we'd watch the Daytona 500. You know, I had racing video games. I, you know, I followed it as much. You know, I was probably the next kid here in, in, in Chicago where it's not huge. So I knew a little bit about it. And I always thought that was cool that there was a race, you know, that took place at Walt Disney World. Um, you know, then also, you know, I talked about, or I mentioned earlier, you know, tournaments and stuff. You know, Disney is a huge hub for AAU basketball tournaments, um, you know, youth volleyball tournaments, softball tournaments, soccer tournaments, baseball. Like, they hold so many, you know, different youth sporting tournaments and games. You know, it it really should kind of be focused on more. Like, if you're going to Disney and, you know, Wide World Sports, it shouldn't just be a place you go to now because your kid has a tournament there. They need to do more. Like, think about everything I just listed. Minor League Baseball, Professional Baseball Spring Training, Super Bowl Champion Buccaneers having training camp there, staying at a hotel in celebration. You know, NASCAR, the NBA had their, you know, their, played their championship there. So it, it, it needs to be, they need to revamp it. You know, they need to revamp the ESPN Wide World of Sports Complex. You know, it needs to be somewhere where even casual sports fans would want to go to, you know, for a day, a half a day, and just kind of walk around, check it out, like we do with a lot of the other things around Disney. Like, I, I know, like, the whole sports aspect is kind of like a niche group. You know, like, if you're not a sports fan, why would you go to ESPN Wide World Sports Complex? Like, that that's what I feel like Disney needs to change. You know, they just, they built a hotel that's Star Wars theme that's solely for the group of people who are obsessed with Star Wars. And, you know, not obsessed, but love Star Wars to the effect they want to stay in a completely themed resort, you know? You want to talk about a niche group? Like, I'll never stay there. The Galactic Star Cruiser, the the Star Wars Hotel. I got news for you. I'm never going to stay there, you know? I I feel like they could make the ESPN Wide World Sports Complex something that, yes, it's, it's based around sports, but I think they could do it in a way where it would draw in the casual fans as well, you know? Casual fans, maybe their kids, you know, are sports fans or there's activities for kids. Like, there's ways to do it, I think. So this is where I come in now. I came up with my top five ways to improve Disney's ESPN Wide World of Sports Complex. These are five things that, you know, should help, like I mentioned, making it more uh, of an attraction, making it a place, you know, where people want to go on their Disney vacation and they want to take a half a day or a day, whatever, and go and check it out and visit it and, and, you know, provide activities and entertainment for families. Like a lot of my lists, they're really not in a specific order. So these are just my top five that I came up with. So let's start us off now with my first one. The first way to help uh, improve Disney's ESPN Wide World Sports, a miniature golf course. Now, Walt Disney World currently has two miniature golf courses. And, you know, I kind of left that out where I was talking about sports in general at Disney. You know, they do have, you know, regular golf courses too. And from, you know, the sound of it, they're pretty legit courses. I know at, at least one of them used to be on the PGA Tour and Tiger Woods actually played there. And I think he won there uh, in the late 90s. Now, I'm not a golfer, unfortunately, so I don't know too much about them on how you know, good of courses they actually are. But again, like another thing to do on your Disney vacation. I, I know, you know, no one's going to Disney just to play golf, but it, it's a nice option to have. 
you know, whether you're maybe your older couple, maybe you're, you know, dad, you know, maybe mom's taking the kids, you know, to the water park and dad's going to go hit some golf balls with his friends. I think it's a Disney just needs more options. You know, every year it seems it just gets more crowded and they keep building more hotels and we still only have four theme parks. So there's more hotels. There's the same number of theme parks. There's the same number of water parks, still just one Disney Springs. So where are all these people going? So doing things like going to play golf and having golf courses uh, and ESPN's wide world of sports, like it gives people options that should help kind of disperse the crowds more. So, hey, you know, we have two miniature golf courses. We have Fantasia Gardens and we have Winter Summerland at Blizzard Beach. Let's build a miniature golf course at our sports complex. You know, that it, you know, and, and the miniature golf, I'm pretty sure they like include free, like, um, you know, on the park passes or with the water park. Um, so it gives you something to do. Hey, maybe, you know, you, you plan your off day. Hey, we'll go try out the new sports themed miniature golf course. We'll walk around, you know, the sports complex and kind of have, you have like a half a day of it. They could probably do a pretty cool, uh, mini golf course there too you know you could probably keep it sports themed um and if you do it that way you have a million options you can have like each hole kind of themed after a different sport you know there's like the classic wide world of sports footage you could use there's like the the, the thing that pops in my head whenever i think of wide world of sports is the classic cartoon uh with goofy like playing a bunch of sports and he's doing like weightlifting and stuff like that maybe you do something like that um, but just something Disney sports themed or maybe ESPN themed, you can have it like a NBA theme, you know, you could do so much with it, but a miniature golf course is something that's simple. It gives you options, you know, and now at Disney, you would have three miniature golf courses and that in itself is kind of cool. Cause you could have a family that wants to try all three, you know, it's, it's, you can have like your own like miniature golf tour <laughs> you know that would be cool and something simple and easy and it's something it gives people options maybe maybe you have you know teenagers you're taking to disney what's something you could do that's not you know just in the theme park oh let's go play some miniature golf uh pretty simple um they could have a you know and plus over there like you have so much room you could really build whatever you wanted it could be a huge elaborate you know miniature golf course whereas it kind of seems like fantasia gardens is a smaller one Winter Summerland seems like it's a decent size, but my first choice, my number five pick is a miniature golf course. All right, my number four pick now, my top five ways to improve Disney's ESPN Wide World of Sports. I'm going to go with building some sort of Hall of Fame slash museum slash exhibit. I think another way to kind of draw in some casual fans, some you know, some uh, tourists with their families, with kids, some locals, is to build some sort of, uh, you know, I, I wanted to say like Hall of Fame, that's the first thing that popped in my head. Like a lot of places, you know, you have, you know, the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame, NFL Hall of Fame, College Football Hall of Fame. Like you can go visit all these types of Hall of Fames. You know, even more so, there's like smaller ones that maybe you don't necessarily hear of all the time. You know, usually each state has their own, like the Florida you know, the state of Florida sports hall of fame or the, you know, Illinois has one. I know, you know, build something like that. Maybe you could do like ESPNs, um, you know, make it like a hall of fame slash like museum slash like, I don't know, some sort of exhibit, 
you have like ESPN's like greatest moments, you know, that kind of just highlights um, the greatest moments in sports. It's not necessarily a Hall of Fame for players, but more of like a Hall of Fame for moments. And you could have, you know, uh, walk through exhibits and game worn jerseys and, you know, game used bats and balls and everything like that. You can make it educational. You can add in stuff about historical events in, you know, in different leagues and different historical players. I think that would be pretty cool. And plus, you're using like the ESPN aspect of it. You can play highlights. You can have, you know, tributes to ESPN anchors like Stuart Scott, you know, who is a staple of um, ESPN for, you know, probably close to two decades. And I didn't even mention, I, I, I should probably mention too, when it comes to sports uh, and Disney, like they used to have ESPN the weekend at Walt Disney World, where ESPN would come to Disney for, you know, an extended weekend and do all of their shows live from Disney. And they would have all these you know, types of like fan events and games and exhibits and stuff like that. They did live game shows there. Me and my dad back in 2004 were in the background of Baseball Tonight. They were doing the live show from uh, Hollywood Studios, right in front of the Sorcerer Mickey's hat. And me and my dad in the, are in the background live when we find out that the Cubs had just traded for Nomar Garcia Parra, which was a huge deal to me at age 14. It was it was awesome. And that whole weekend, you know, us being a sports family was awesome. And there was a bunch of games. There was like a three-point shootout and trivia contests. And we got a bunch of free, like, keychains and hats and stickers. And it was a lot of fun. So ESPN, you know, has played a big role with Disney. Disney owns it. So creating some sort of like ESPN, um, you know, museum or exhibit or Hall of Fame, something like that. Again, you like you have so many possibilities with something like that. You know, th this idea would kind of be like combining the NBA experience with like a, you know, Hall of Fame with like a museum. You know, it could be interactive, it could be games, you know, they could have uh, exhibits and walk through stuff and f historical facts and tributes and Hall of Fames and all this kind of stuff. And it'd be a lot of fun. And again, it's something easy. It's something, yeah, you're probably not going to go there just for that. You know, you know, you're not the casual person isn't going to go there just for that. But if it's there and there's all these other options there, you can make a day of it. You can go to the, the complex and you could, you know play some mini golf, then go check out the new ESPN Sports Hall of Fame and then get something to eat. Like, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm trying to build. You know, it's a place where there's a little bit to do for everyone. So that's my number four pick. Some sort of ESPN Greatest Moments Hall of Fame slash museum slash exhibit. So I, I hope uh, you guys kind of understand where I'm coming from with that choice. Let's move on to my number three pick now. My number three pick is a somewhat simple one having some sort of like open gym slash field day now what's a way to kind of draw in uh families with kids to the espn complex or you know people like me how about having some sort of like open gym or open field policy where for disney guests you're staying on property maybe you know if you're me i i know i would pay for this i don't know if it would be free but if I had the option to head over to Wide World Sports and just play some open gym basketball, you know, shoot some hoops, I would 100% do that. I've talked about it on this podcast how, you know, I like I like working out on vacation. I like working out at Disney. Um, I'm not 
crazy, you know, oh, I have to go work out. I have to get, you know, I have to get a workout in. But I do enjoy it now and then, you know, when we have some downtime and, you know, maybe when we get back to the hotel, you know, go to the gym for a little bit, get, get a nice little workout in. But I love shooting hoops. Like, that's a good workout for me. I like put in my headphones, kind of just shooting around for a little bit, work up a good sweat. I used to love to do that at the uh, Swan and Dolphin Hotel. I would go, I'd shoot hoops, you know, get my cardio in, work up a nice sweat, and then jump right in the pool. And it was the greatest feeling in the world. So if they had something like that at the Wide World of Sports where I could go in and shoot hoops and play some basketball on Disney property, I am all in. You know, and maybe you do some other stuff other stuff to kind of attract other uh, sports. Maybe you can like go there and like rent like some wiffle ball bats and balls and like have, you know, play wiffle ball on a Disney field with your, you know, with your dad or with your parents. You know, maybe there's soccer balls. You can play with a soccer ball outside. It's like, it gives families options. You know, maybe, you know, like my family, when we would go to Disney, you know, we would, we would have one or two off days. We're not going to the parks, you know, seven days in a row. We'd go to the parks for a few days, and then we'd have an off day where we just kind of hang out at the hotel or go to Disney Springs or just kind of relax. Like, that's when I would be like, hey, I, you know, we're not going to the parks today. We have, you know, nothing else to do. I'm going to go shoot hoops for a little bit at Wide World Sports. Or, hey, let's go, you know, play some wiffle ball on the Disney baseball field. Like, that would be so cool. And you're creating memories. You're keeping kids and families active. Um you know, they could probably charge money for it, you know, and, and make some money out of it. You know, usually, at least around here, if you're going to go play open gym basketball, it's going to cost you like five bucks or so. Like, I wouldn't mind paying five, ten bucks and just going and shooting around. Again, I'm on Disney property. If I have the, the chance to, you know, play basketball on a court on Disney property and also now, you know, a, the same court that NBA players played on. Yeah, I, I'm all in. And it sounds simple. Maybe it sounds a little dumb to you. Um, but I know for like me, people are in the sports families. It's something that they could, you know, take advantage of and, you know, and, and have a good time. All right, let's move on to my number two pick. Now I got two left here. I'm going to go with bring back a sports team. Pretty simple. You bring back a sports team that would help draw people to ESPN's wide world of sports. And it's something you know, they've obviously, you know, had it in the past with the Buccaneers having training camp. You know, the Braves had their spring training. The Orlando Rays played their home games there. To me, in a perfect world, what I would do if I was Disney is I would get a minor league team. I would buy a minor league team and I would have them play uh, at the sports complex. You know, I would call them the Disney Dreamers. They would play their home games there. It's minor league baseball. It, it wouldn't be that difficult. You know, they have the stadium, maybe just kind of build it up a little bit, add on to it, make it a little more magical, you know, because that was like my biggest complaint when I went and saw the Brave Spring training game is that, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm from Chicago. I'm not, you know, I'm not a Braves or Tigers, they're playing the Tigers, a Braves or Tigers diehard fan. But I was going because I like baseball and it'd be nice to just kind of sit at a baseball game. And I was hoping to like try some cool, unique foods and drinks and stuff because that's kind of what you have to do with minor league baseball. And we got there and there was nothing special, nothing at all. Like they had hot dogs and nachos, you know, but it was like just plain regular hot dogs wrapped in aluminum foil. It was like the nachos you would get at a concession stand at a carnival. I was really disappointed in that. You know, Disney could make that an experience. People aren't going to go to cheer on the team and hope they win and be upset if they lose, but they would go 
to if there was like cool in between inning, you know, activities going on on the field. If there was like entertainers in the like walking through the crowd. If there was cool music. If there was a fireworks show afterwards, they could, they would make so much money in merchandise. I think it would pay for itself. If Disney had its own team with like its own logo and stuff, I could guarantee you I would have all their hats. I'd have some jerseys, maybe a jersey. They would have, they would be able to sell so much merchandise if it was like a Disney, like a legit Disney branded minor league team. And baseball would probably be the easiest. Um, But they should also like look to do something again. Like, you know, the Buccaneers would have training cap, maybe bring in another team. Uh, do something with the NBA, maybe have like the Orlando Magic have some practices there or have like a, a, a preseason game there, something like that to kind of get sports, get a pro team back there. And, uh, you know, I think a lot of casual fans would go there for a day or a night to check out a game. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. All right, for my last choice now, this is a big one. I went with build a hotel there. And I already have the name picked out. It would be Disney's MVP Resort. And you could go a few different ways with this. Do you build, you know, just one resort? Do you build, like, you know, something like the All-Star All Star Resorts, where it's like three kind of mini hotels in one? You know, do you make it, um, you know, do you make it like a place where basically you, you would have to decide what kind of hotel you want it to be. Do you want it to be... You know, a bunch of hotels where everyone who's playing in the sports tournaments, like, is that where they stay? You know, because a lot of times they stay at the All-Star Resort anyway. You know, All-Star Sports is a big one. A lot of, like, the people staying there for tournaments stay there. But what if you built, like, a bunch of resorts on the ESPN grounds and everyone who's there for, you know, tournaments and games and stuff, they could all stay there. Or you build something like my idea, the MVP Resort, which is kind of a sports-themed resort and you can have like a main concourse i'm kind of in my head kind of thinking of like the the contemporary where you have like the main building then a couple couple like smaller wings and it's a disney hotel it's on disney property maybe that's the hotel maybe if you want to you know introduce like open gyms and allowing access to the baseball fields and the basketball courts maybe you make that for mvp resort guests only you know and I know it'd be kind of tough because you already have all-star sports where they have all this Disney-themed sports stuff there. But this one would be not as Disney-themed, you know, not with, like, the characters and stuff like that. But you could have, like, all these, you could have volleyball courts and a pool and, you know, the soccer fields. And you could have, you know, guests who are staying on that hotel, you know, give them, like, a wristband or something and just have them be able to... You know, go down and shoot some hoops or go down to the field and, you know, play wiffle ball or softball or, you know, play some soccer. I think it would be pretty cool. And it's a Disney hotel. Um, and it seems like no matter what, whatever kind of hotel Disney builds, people stay there. So even if you make it, you know, for that, it doesn't just have to be for people with kids playing in tournaments. It's for everyone. I feel like everyone would want to stay there. People want to try out new hotels and see what they have to offer. You know, you can have like a 
a subtle sports theme to it, and that would be pretty cool. I know I would want to stay there now. I would, my God, I can only imagine me at like 10 years old if my parents were like, yeah, we're staying at this new Disney hotel. It's sports themed, and if we stay there, you can play you can play basketball, you can play baseball, you can go to the soccer field. They have this giant you know, Olympic-sized pool. You have free access to mini golf. You have free access to the new ESPN Museum. Oh my God, I would have I would have loved that. It sounds cool to me now. So, building a, ho- a hotel, I think, would be a big one. It would get people to stay there. And like I said, maybe they don't want to go my MVP route. You know, you just build like a some value resorts there, and guess what? They would be full of, you know, tournament c- parents and kids and everyone there to play in games and cheerleading competitions. And you know, maybe that would free up some uh, some spots at the All Star Resort as well. So that pretty much sums up my list. The only other thing I kind of had um, was <laughs> that they should move ESPN Club, uh, my all-time favorite restaurant, move that uh, to the complex as well. You know, bring it back to life. I. I know there there used to be a restaurant there. I think it was called All Star Cafe, and I don't even know if it's still there. If it is, like it's one of those things, like I, like almost like the entire complex. Like you don't, you have no idea. Like no one's like, oh, we have to hurry up and get a reservation for this, uh, which is unfortunate because you know it, it should be a place where you want to go. So maybe building another restaurant as well uh, would go along with all my other suggestions. And I think if they would have to build, if they did like all five of these things. I think it would make it like a a great place to go like on a half day at Disney. Like if you're not going into the parks, realistically, your options are water park or Disney Springs. And even Disney Springs, you're you're not going there for 12 hours. You know, you're either going there in the morning or you're going there at night. You know, something like this, the Wide World Sports Complex, like it would give families and people options. Like, hey, let's go to ESPN. We'll walk around. You know, the kids can, you know, play some basketball. And then we'll go to Disney Springs tonight. I think just options is what we need. And, uh, you know, if they if they followed my list and they listened to me, I think Disney could actually improve, you know, one of their most underutilized properties uh, in all of their parks. Before I wrap up this episode, I did want to follow up on our March Magic update. I created a bracket with 64 Walt Disney World attractions. Pretty much every single attraction on property, I had to add a couple uh, borderline ones in there just to make it fit a normal bracket. And you guys voted on Instagram. The best attraction, your favorite attraction, however you wanted to vote. We're down to four. And this was the closest round yet. We had we had three of the matchups were like 50s to 40s. And one of them legitimately was 50-50 and coming down to like the last hour. This one was between um, Expedition Everest and Soren. I, I posted the matchups on Instagram. You guys voted. And then uh, it was 23 hours later, I checked, because your Instagram stories go away after 24 hours. So hour 23, I pull them up, I check, I'm like, wow, these are pretty close. Then I get to Everest versus Soren, and it's tied exactly 50-50 with the same amount of votes for each ride. And I'm like, oh no, like what do I do You know, if there's a tie? Do I just pick one? Do I flip a coin? Do I do another voting thing? So I just reposted that. I posted the stats 50-50 with one hour left, 
And when I checked after that hour to see if anything changed, what am I going to do? Expedition Everest won by one vote. I had over 500 votes. That's a lot. And for it to for it to be decided by one person, that's what it came down to. So our final four attractions are Pirates of the Caribbean, Haunted Mansion, Expedition Everest, and Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. So we have two classic dark rides, a newer-ish coaster, and the newest coaster in all of Walt Disney World. Um, until Tron opens, I guess. But So our matchup is going to be Pirates of the Caribbean versus Haunted Mansion and Expedition Everest versus Cosmic Rewind, the final four. Uh, the winner of those two matchups will be in the championship, and there'll be one winner. And I'll have uh, the voting will be up uh, this week, uh, and then I'll post about it and uh, keep you guys updated on here as well. It's pretty cool. And, you know, what I'm planning to do is, you know, hopefully to do this every year seems like you guys enjoy it you know like i've mentioned a thousand times every everyone is doing brackets this time of year it would be cool you know every year i'm going to keep track of the winner and it would be cool to kind of look 10 years down the road be like oh look um for example expedition everest is a three-time you know bracket or a march magic winner i think that would be pretty cool because you guys decide i know the some of the matchups are tough so hopefully every year um, there would be a different winner just kind of based on the matchups. Um, but I was getting a lot of feedback from you guys on how tough it was. Like after the first round, like it was tough instantly because that first round, like, uh, like how brackets work and with the, you know, March madness is you have a one seed versus 16. So theoretically the best versus the worst. So those first ones, when you have like space mountain versus the country bear jamboree, yeah, of course you're going to vote space mountain unless you, you know, you don't like coasters or something like that. But then after that, you have good ride versus good ride, you know, and that's where it gets tough. And that's what makes it fun. So I had a lot of fun doing this. We're down to our four teams and I'm, I'm excited to see who wins. I, I'm glad. I'm glad we have a good variety. We have the new school Cosmic Rewind. We have a, you know, somewhat new, you know, mid 2000s coaster Expedition Everest and then two classic dark rides. So this is going to be fun. Um, because no matter what, it's going to be a classic dark ride versus some sort of coaster. I have no idea how you guys are going to vote, so I'm really looking forward to it. And that's all I got for this episode, guys. I appreciate you coming back and listening. As always, if you're a new listener, I hope uh, I hope you're back next week. Uh, this podcast comes out weekly. I've been pretty solid with that um, for months now. Kind of kind of got myself into a schedule now. So. Um, again, if you haven't already hit that, uh, hit that subscribe button, leave me a review, um, and a rating. If you do write me a review, um, I'll give you a shout out on the very next episode. Follow me on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube Disney world today. My DMS on Instagram are always open. If you want to stop by and chat say, hi, say what's up. Tell me you love the show. Tell me you hate me, hate the show. Hopefully not hate me. Um, if you have any ideas or suggestions for the show, if you have a, if you want to say, Hey, um, I got an idea I think would make a good uh, episode, a good topic, good top 10 list. Doesn't matter. Feel free to hit me up. You guys know I love talking with you. Have a good rest of the week. Have a good weekend. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Oh, and always remember, it all started with a mouse.